If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. True Hauntings is a frightfully good production. This place was designed to house only 29 prisoners at a time from poor debtors to execution victims. Between 1730 and 1832, in excess of 222 crimes carried the death penalty. 56 prisoners met their end at Derby Jail, where their hangings were spectacles witnessed by crowds of people waiting in eager anticipation. Terror, torture and death you could be murdered for the coat of your back. This prison sits under a normal housing estate. Mm, I wonder if the neighbours have any stories to tell. Would you get a branding, a whipping, transportation or hanging? Mm, sane or insane, men or women all found themselves lumped together until their day in court was had. If they could only find a way of surviving that long. Hi, I'm Renata. And I'm Anne. And in this episode of the True Hauntings podcast, we go down into the darkness of Derby Jail, a place we will be actually spending the night in just four weeks' time to find out who is still haunting this terrible reminder of England's bloody code. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. 
This is True Hauntings. Hi, Anne. Oh, we got to say the word bloody. We did. Oh, oh bloody naughty. hell. <laughs> this naughty, naughty. I was wondering what we were getting ourselves in for there when we, when we had, um, we can have a whipping. Oh, <laughs> I noticed you put a different one first. <laughs> mm. Yes. How you doing, Renata? Um, not too bad, Anne. You've had a um, cleansing week. Yes, yes, it has. Straight after we recorded the last mm. podcast. Yeah. You yeah. had a, a big cleanse yes. that lasted for a few an, days. An internal. Uh, look, I attribute it to having gone to see the Pope's exorcist <laughs> the day beforehand. And, That's um, it. You, your bowels were possessed. Yeah, I think whatever demons were possessing me uh, were extricated from my body mm-hmm. the next day. Mm-hmm. So... Gee, that's a strong. Oh, that's a strong movie. It's a hell of a way to lose weight too. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but as you said, we're getting rid of um, all. Or we're we're getting all of the illnesses that's out right. and done before we go away. We are, and uh, I've uh, I've got my laryngitis now trying to take hold of me, and I'm fighting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an interesting time on the tour last night where the voice was cutting in and out, but cousin Steve was was with me to jump in as needed. I was very grateful. I was going to just get him to video stuff, but you know, I just went, all right, you better speak. <laughs> uh, uh, look, I was glad that I had um, my partner in crime last night too. Yeah. Beautiful Barb helping out because I kind of, yeah. The poor uh, old ghost grannies are fading. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> oh, we just, we're, <laughs> we've got just a few weeks left. We're just so exhausted that we just need to have some time out. Um, four, week, st- four weeks and three days, not that I'm counting. We're still we're still pushing ahead, trying to get everything done. Yeah. Um, and we're in the midst of organising Norfolk Island at the moment yes. as well. So yes. uh, that is going to be so extra special this year. It's just going to be oh, like mind-bending. the place we're staying at. Oh, my goodness. We're going to be living our millionaire lifestyle. Oh, we are. We absolutely <laughs> Literally. are. Literally. <laughs> Literally. The, um, yes, yes, it's just... Just gonna tickle tickle your fancies <laughs> by saying <laughs> what? <laughs> tickle your fancies by saying this place that Liz um, on Norfolk Island has found for us is beyond anything that we could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if yeah, yeah, if you are interested in joining us, that's going to be happening in September. Once, once we'll lock it in, we'll yeah. um, we'll let you know exactly what it is. Yeah. But uh, I'm very excited to just see in such luxury. Yes. It's yes. very nice. Very nice indeed. Mm. And uh, yes, and so everything's just rolling on. And uh, we're you know, powering through recordings and everything. We had um, a few tours this weekend. We actually had to split up so that did. Um, you did one and I did mm. another one. Like big business people. Oh, no, we put our big girl <laughs> panties on and split. <laughs> Don't make me do Don't make me do this on There's people. <laughs> I've got to entertain people. I mean, I have to talk for the whole tour now. Where's the other half gone? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, that's that's about it. Yeah. Oh, we, we've got some gossip, but that's going to be um, coming Dor- up on Diary, Diary of a Ghost, Ghost Hunter. Hunter. Yep. So you are going to have to... Uh, Check Diary of a Ghost Hunter later. Um, or you pro- it's, yeah, it's probably up by now. You probably would have had yep. to go back and yep. listen um, to it. I think it'll it. be episode 19, I yeah, think. There you go. Or but thereabouts, that's 19 a, or 20. I'm just saying that's a juicy one, folks. So if you really, if you want to see us come off our high horses. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm climbing up on my high horse. Never mind getting off it. Oh, geez, we're going, we're going for the throat. Yeah, we, oh, well, I don't know about that. In the meantime, we're Timu queens. Don't forget about that. Oh yes, yes, yes. Good old Timu's uh, come come on board and. Uh, asked us to do some review of their products and uh, we have done so and um, they, they liked what we did. Mm. Yeah, so we're going to maybe get a little bit more work with them, which would be nice. It would be nice. It would be nice to get some money in so we've got spending money for all of our... We're going away four times this year. Yes. Um, and they're big going goings yeah, away. Like they are. Like big goings away. Yeah, the, the next one after this one is with Dave Schrader, and that was that was putting our hands deep into our pockets <laughs> to pay for that. So we're a bit broke. But anyway, uh, <laughs> if you'd okay. like to become a Patreon, <laughs> head over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, become a Grand Pooh Bar for only 10 bucks a week and get to see the behind the scenes when we're not sick as dogs. Mm. <laughs> Okay, let's get on with this story because this is a story about Derby Jail. Uh, we are going to go and visit. It's on our to-do list. We actually booked it in. We're yes. going to meet, uh, well, hopefully we'll meet Richard Felix. We yes. may not. No, he said he, that included the an interview with oh, him. Oh, an interview with him, yes. right, yes. Okay, so we're going to go see I'm Richard so Felix. I'm so excited. Mm, so it's going to be fun. Yes. <laughs> Fun and pause as I'm lifting my coffee up to have a sip. You leave me hanging. Sorry. What the hell? Yes, it will be fun, and we can stay there the whole night should we choose. Ugh. And it's going to be summer in England, so it's not mm. going to be Mm-mm. too difficult. Mm. You're going to have to drag me out of there. You know that, don't you? Because I'm going to want to stay for as long as I can. Oh, look, I'll just I'll take a pillow. Go sleep in the car. I'll, I'll go. Oh, no, I'll sleep in the condemned man's Oh, cell. that's it. Nailed it. <laughs> See how that goes. All right. Oh, it's my turn. That's why you're looking at me. Let's get on with it, Anne. That's what I was waiting for. Let's get on with it, Anne. (laughs) Tonight, you are spending the night in the jail, attempting to discover more about those who remain here long after their date with the executioner's rope. You've heard the tales of full-bodied apparitions and poltergeist activity. The jailer, Blythe Simpson, still wanders, keys clinking on his hip. It is said he believes he is still in charge of the jail and will make himself known to anyone who challenges his authority. Tortured souls linger, afraid of what awaits them in the afterlife. Rather than face retribution for their crimes, they chose eternal incarceration. The evil-looking apparition of a thick-set, bald-headed man in a leather waistcoat scared one woman so much that she refused to return to the building, even detouring on a journey so that as not to drive past the jail. It makes me think he was maybe an executioner, but who knows? And who is the man in the red coat who sits in the corner of the old association room, reported by many visitors both day and night? If you're visiting Derby, then you should definitely look up the jail for a visit. It is unimposing, scarcely promoted, and yet packs a powerful punch. And if you think you'd like to spend a spooky night behind bars... 
you can book yourself an evening in Derby Jail. Just be careful what you wish for. There are many more haunting tales from the jail, but I wouldn't want to spoil the fun. The interesting thing that is um, intriguing about Derby Jail is that what is left of it is very small Mm -hmm. and it sits under, like, housing development. Yeah. So um, I I wonder if there's some sort of an agreement with the people that are the neighbours to... You know, these people that are running riot in their backyard <laughs> every night um, and that there is a gallows situated um, outside their windows. I know, right? You'd be I, saying to your five-year-old, don't look outside. <laughs> <laughs> just a, that's, just a, that's just a play gym. That's for the lo- lo- local parkour school. They just like to jump it's, all it's over a, that. It's a very, very, very old-style play gym. Yep. See, it's not. There's not a lot in it. It's Lots just a couple of, of ropes to bits, swing from and <laughs> bits of timber, and yeah, that's it. And the great um, stairs to walk up the top. And mummy, yeah. what is that? <laughs> oh, don't look out the window, Johnny. It's fine. Oh it's no, fine. the seesaw broke. It's all. It's it's all right. The swing. The uh, swing's gone. <laughs> yes, we'll put up a picture of the the entrance. Yeah, uh, I was surprised because I was expecting like. A, a jail. Yes. You think of the facade yes. of the Maitland Jail and many of the other mm-hmm. jails that we've, Jedburgh Jail that we've been yeah. to. No, no, no. No, it looks no. like a house. Someone's back entrance. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> They've just stuck a sign up that says Tarby Jail. Yep. Yep. Oh, yes. But, but historically, that's what it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and yes, uh, it is overseen by Richard Felix. And if that name is in yeah, any ding, way... Ding, 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 rings a bell. Yeah, rings <laughs> a bell for you. It is because he was a member of the Most Haunted team, mm-hmm. um, which famously kind of really started off so many ghost hunters it did. of our era. Whether you love it or hate it, it was a source of... And, inspiration for many many people oh absolutely i i started table tipping because i watched most haunted Mm, absolutely um and uh, he was uh the historian i think yes he was Mm. and he has also done a number of well a number hundreds of walking tours Mm -hmm. um and uh, i was listening to uh a episode on YouTube that he was talking um, on today and he says he, he reckons he's taken over 100,000 people on wow. walking tours around the areas. And so, every yeah. time he speaks about the stories of the, um, the, the historical walks and tours and things, he speaks with such enthusiasm every time. He's never tired of mm. what he's saying. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely a passion about oh, it. Oh, he loves it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting him. So the Derby Jail that we're going to be going into is uh, unlike any other um, and it is a working museum and it is open to the public. So we bought a night. We in. did. We bought a night in. We'll have to get pizza and drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so at least some snacks. Mm, so it was purchased in 1997 by Richard Felix. And uh, as we said, he was a member of the Most Haunted team. But that's not the only thing that Richard sort of has done. So um, as as I mentioned, 
uh, he has been doing ghost walks and and things for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. and honestly, um, he is someone who uh, I would look up to from the point of view I of admire. the amount of um, time and devotion he has put in. And we're not work. just sucking up because we're going there. We're being sincere about that. He really does know his stuff and uh, works at it. That is true. And um, and our Derby jail used to consist of five prisons in the city of Derby. So there was more than just what we're going to see. So they, they had uh, other yes. smaller jails basically spread out throughout yes. the city. Right. Yes. Um, today, two still exist. And it's the jail uh, that stood on Friar Gate, um, and that was from 1756 to 1846. And the cells, uh, which still exist, are open to the public as a museum. They're the ones that we're going to go to. And then there is the facade that remains on Vernon Street, which is very imposing. Um, but it's really just the facade. So all all you're going to go into if you go there, and that's kind of still open. Those those front areas are open. They take you into rooms and areas just behind that facade. There's no extension. There's no other buildings associated with it. Uh, and that um, was working between 1843 and 1929. Now, my information comes from... The horse's mouth, Richard (laughs) Felix himself. And I dare not say anything else other than uh, his information because we'd get trashed if we said something (laughs) different. I mean, he's done the research. Yes, yes. So in 1652, the first of the Derby prisons was built, and this prison was named Corn Market Jail. Corn Market Jail doesn't exist anymore. And this was the site of the imprisonment of George Fox. Now, you kind of go, well, who in the hell's George who, Fox? Who in the hell's George Fox, I Renata? I fancy you should ask that, oh. because uh, this is just a kind of a side thing. But, it, yeah, it, I found it an interesting bit of information. So he was the founder of the Religious Society of Friends. Now... That might not mean anything to you. It just you. sounds like a bunch of friends to get together and say, Our Father, you yeah. are in heaven. Yeah. No. And his charge was blasphemy. Now, Like me just then. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Religious Society of Friends was also known as the Quakers. Oh. Mm. Were they shaking it up? Now, this is what judge, the judge uh, that was... Um, Presiding? Yeah, presiding at the time, named um, him and his followers, the Quakers. And that kind of was a nickname that was uh, not very nice, but Fox and the others decided to keep it going because... A bit like like ghost grannies. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Don't really like it, but it stuck. Because it, it... what it pertained to was um, that these people should tremble at the word of the Lord. Oh, there's the trembling, shaky yes, bits. Yes, so that's why they the were It was the Quakers that used to go into the shaky thing, wasn't it? Or were they the Shakers? <laughs> shakers or the Quakers? I don't know. Oh, don't no. Know. <laughs> now, Friargate Jail or Old Derby Jail was built in 1756 and it still exists today. That's the one we're going to go to. Um uh, though the building has been divided into several pieces. After it was closed in 1846, it was converted to the Howard Hotel and later to other commercial businesses. But luckily, some of the original cells in the basement have remained intact. 
again, they're the ones we're going to go see. So it's really only the basement level that yeah. we get access to. Yep. yep. So uh, the building was restored as far as possible to replicate its original state. Uh, and yes, no, no, kind of parts of it, there are no windows. It's as dark as all dark. <gasps> dark as Satan's butthole. <laughs> you could say that. So currently there are two cells, a condemned man cell and the debtor cell. And each one of them uh, features the original doors, which have been rehung. Complete with the graffiti. Don't go there. With the, I was with the just going to say, were they hung well? <laughs> yes, they were. The graffiti is outstanding because there are names, there are dates, there are day markers. There's yeah. there's like little drawings yes. that they have done yes. on them, markings, uh, and apparently there are some witch marks there. There as are well. witch marks on there yes. as well. Yes. Uh, there are markings of how many days the prisoner has left before the execution, and uh, yeah. And I'll get back to that in a minute, the Ooh. execution thing. Now, in 1843, Vernon Street Prison, or the new county jail, was constructed. And the frontage of this prison can still be seen today, but the building has been redeveloped. In 1886, the <coughs> Vernon Street Prison was renamed Her Majesty's Prison Derby. And there's a difference between a prison and a jail. I yes. remember reading that somewhere. Yep, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, I'll well. shut up there. <laughs> No, that's fine, that's fine. I'm just showing I've read. I've done Good. my reading. Uh, and Vernon Street Prison was the last of the Derby prisons uh, and after it was closed in 1919, all of the criminals that were left were sent off to Nottingham Castle, which is where they were sent prior to any prisons being built in Derby. Right. They went to Nottingham where they would be imprisoned in what was the notorious Victorian sea wing nicknamed Beirut by one of the residents. Beirut? Beirut, yes. Very interesting. Oh. So, yes, there is a difference between a jail and a goal. Let's say goal. A goal? G-A-O-L and a G-A-I-L. Or prison. So, Derby Jail was actually um, a jail, a holding space, not a prison. Mm -hmm. So you were only placed in the jail, J-A-I-L, um, before you had to go to court. All right, so you were held there waiting to be sentenced so for your crime. That's the G-A-O-L? No, G-A-I-L. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is that these court sessions, assizes, happen four times a year. Oh. So you might find yourself in there a week before. Geez, you want to time your crime, yeah, right? A court, you? Yeah, a court sentence. Or you might find that you're spending months in there. What if you, you got there at the very end of, um, uh, uh, was it autumn? Autumn. <clears throat> and then you had, and you just missed it. You'd be in there for the whole of winter. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I dare say you wouldn't survive because um, they would literally, like um, Richard said, they'd steal the coat off your back. They'd yeah. kill you. Yep. Uh, without without and worrying. And then use your dead body as a blanket. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> well, I'm not joking. Well, well said. Well said. So Derby Jail cells are very small. They're very dark. They are below street level, so no windows. And up to six people had to stay crammed in one cell. 
and in that there were men, women, children and elderly people. Now, take one person in that was ill. Uh, in not too long a time span, everyone would be ill. And, Surprise! And most of them would die. Yep. Uh, there would be suicide in there. How you could suicide? I have no idea. I did read one account, but I'll leave it just in case you say it. Okay. No, I won't. No, I, I They used won't. the clothes off their back. They wow. tore up the clothes and that's how they hanged themselves. Wow. Which is why today they will put you in a, um, a jumpsuit that is tied off with cable ties so you can't get out of it to use it to um but th- they, th- that's if you're on suicide watch so they they suicided even with all the other people in there possibly wow mm. uh and also of course murder yep so they'd be murdered in there as well yeah um now why there were all of these people coming in and waiting to go to court is because of the bloody code the Bloody Code came in uh, in the 17th century and it was an act that was established to try and dissuade people from stealing as much as they did because people were starving because of the yeah. Industrial Revolution. They were desperate. The Industrial Revolution just sh- put, pooped. Pooped over everything. Just like you did for the last week. <laughs> pooped over everything. <laughs> Yes, okay. Uh, and because of the Industrial Revolution, people were losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. They could not afford to stay in the country. Mm-hmm. They were all moving into the city. There was nowhere for them to be in the city. Uh, and so the only way a lot of these people survived was by stealing. Uh, and that became a, a greater crime than actually murder. I'm having visions of Fagan's gang and Oliver. Yeah. 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 So uh, they try desperately to put in as many um, things that you could be hanged for as possible. And they came up with more than 222. Yeah. 222. Things that you could be hanged for. Yes. Offences that you could have been hanged for. That's offensive. It is. Now, most of the executions were by hanging. Um because the crowd loved a good hanging. Oh, yes. The, String them up. In the whole of Britain, 220 people were hanged for their crimes because of the bloody code. So there's 222 reasons and 220 people yeah. that were hanged. I've, I don't know, 220. I reckon there would have been more. Do you think it's an angel it's, code, 222? Oh, 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 there you go. That's got a different meaning. Oh, I'm going to throw the spatter in the works there, aren't <laughs> oh, I? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, now, 56 of those were hanged at Derby Jail. That's a lot. 56. Now, you could be hung, drawn and quartered as oh, well. It was dreadful what they did. God, blimey, these people. They're just, just, I'm not scared of ghosts. I'm not scared of ghosts. <sighs> They're living a far, far scarier. Now, there's a yard. Uh, and Yay. this is where the gallows is. Yep. And um, they they say that um, between 1735 and 1825, nuns green. <laughs> Do you know why? <laughs> <laughs> when it hasn't been used for a while, it goes gangrenous. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hell. They, they haven't cut the grass. Uh, <laughs> Any tree uh, on the green could have served as a gallows, mm-hmm. uh, and Nuns Green was the early name for Frygate, and the gallows were in the ba- uh, were in the backyard of the building. And there was a nunnery nearby. Was it? There, it was actually the land belonged to uh, one of the convents nearby. 
bastards. I know. Bastards. There you go. <gasps> There's a Christian goodness <laughs> for you. Yes, you can have this land to hang, hang people. Hang people? We'll, oh. we'll send them to our Lord and Saviour. I did Really super that. quick. Hmm. So it's said that this yard is also haunted by you know, people who had been hanged there. And yes, there is a replica of the gallows that stands there now. Oh, I watched this horrendous video on YouTube where they did a um, reenactment. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> It was really bad. Was the anyway. acting bad or was the was it horrifying? <laughs> no, it was just, it was bad. It was bad, bad all around. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the person who was to face uh, his hanging would spend his last night in the condemned room. Uh, and people rather have killed themselves rather than be hanged uh, publicly. So that maybe is where most of the suicides actually happened in the yeah. condemned man's cell. That's, that's interesting. That's where you're sleeping. Mm. So the room was once a scene of a double suicide by two brothers who would have been hanged the next day. And I think that's um, one of the inscriptions on one of the uh, doors. Yes. The two brothers. Yes. Uh, and their bodies were found hanging in the condemned room near the door facing each other. And graffiti on the door of the condemned room shows images of the hanging. They've actually carved in like the, you know, the hangman when you used to play the game hangman yes. by drawing the lines. That that's what Very it looks similar. like. Yep, yep. Uh, prisons were privately owned um, and you had to kind of pay your way out. You had to pay to be in there and you kind of had to pay for your way you had in. had to pay your rent. Yeah. And you had to pay for your food. You had to pay for your food uh, and they wouldn't let you out until you paid as well. Yeah. Uh, the people who worked at them didn't get paid by the government. They were paid by the prisoners. As you said, a prisoner had to even pay cuff money if they were uh, released. And that was the prize for getting their handcuffs off. Yep. It's right. Just send me home with them. It's fine. I'll get the wife to cut them off. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hmm. Now, um, 
Right, so I've got some more notes here. Look, I said I, I, I have not been there yet. And I'm assuming the room I'm, I'm going to talk about, the murder room, is um, a uh, museum. And I think it is still a museum. It's still got artifacts there because I did see a small video on YouTube where they actually put up uh, a police dummy that uh, yeah. actually fell over. Yeah, there used to be a former police museum yeah. there. So I it, don't know if it's it, still there. It used to be where the dead prisoners were dissected. dissected. You know, there was a surgeon that lived um, close by and he was allowed to do whatever he wanted with the hanged prisoners. Oh, Lord me. Mm. Uh, they weren't allowed to have final rest or peace or anything no, like that. No, no. And this is one of the things that is kind of mentioned when you talk about you know, restless souls and this whole idea of, oh, and the one thing that was mentioned was that it used to be a curse to curse people to come back and live for eternity or haunt haunt the living as a ghost for all eternity Um so that they were always restless spirits. And okay. this, this so that's maybe, what people could say, I hope you die and you are eternally a ghost and haunting people forevermore. Yeah. yeah. And that was a curse. I'm yeah. not actually pointing the bone at you yeah. and saying that. And that, that although you'd probably enjoy it. Yeah, that, that was a curse and that's why um, you had all these multiple hauntings that ah. occurred, you see. Hmm. So... Um, this was against all facets of religion, and and this this whole idea of being dissected and um, you know pulled apart in pieces yeah. was one of the things that did not allow you to go to heaven. Yep, because, because you weren't all there anymore. You weren't all there altogether. You know, I used to have a thing about donating my organs. Um, you know how you can put on your license whether you donate your organs if you die. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that used to worry me when I was younger, that what if a piece of me was still living in somebody's body, my cells were still there, would that somehow stop my soul from transitioning to the other side? And then I realised that was all bullshit, so <laughs> I've signed it now. Uh, and I'm quite happy for someone else to have a life if they exactly. can make use of my organs, which I have totally trashed. Uh, so, yeah, good on, good luck to you. But it was just one of those things, and I think religion put that fear in me. Oh, Yes. That was when I wanted to become a nun, but, you know, and I got I've, over that. Oh, I've – our last – and I've – we're, we're – Squirrel! Squirrel again, but our last few weeks of going deep back into history, oh. into the 14th, 15th, 16th There's century. There's nuns are haunting me. Oh, wait till you hear my story tonight. Okay. i tell you what. <laughs> She's got no words. <laughs> the – the Catholic faith has so much to pay for. Honestly, yeah. it's so. Oh, just mm. oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. We're not not necessarily picking anyone who believes that way. It's just no, we're no. from from our experience and research and having yeah. Je- no, grown up Je- in look, it. Jesus would roll over. Oh, no, I think Jesus would be absolutely disgusted. Absolutely with what's disgusted. Going on in His yep. name. Yeah. Ab- Totally. Yep. Totally. That's what we're annoyed with. Yep. The people who are in charge yep. and abusing their power. Yeah. Yeah. Go get them, Jesus. That's all I say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to see him do the whole temple thing and smash stuff and tell the Pharisees off again. Oh, wouldn't it be great to watch Jesus come back and do that? I'd be cheering him on. Seriously. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. This poor old guy trying to bring love and, you know, 
happiness and love, light, and, and fluffy bunnies. Yeah, and <laughs> um, yeah, people saw the opportunity to make money. Yeah, as they always will. Mm. Anyway, that's me. Oh, you're that's done. Me. Yes, I'm done. Oh, okay. I have to gather my thoughts. Now, before I go on to the ghost stories, there was another little bit of um, history that I read somewhere that they said, um, I'm not sure if it's particularly for, for Derby Jail, but they said during times of heavy rain when water levels rose, it was documented that prisoners were drowned in their cells before they even got to be executed. <sighs> and that oh. the water was not very clean water. No. That Ew. would be pretty pretty horrific and that when they um, demolished some of these uh, jails uh, they reused the the stones in other jails so you're taking that that residual yuck Mm -hmm. from one place and compounding it into a new place which Mm -hmm. is going to add on to it I thought that was a really cool little bit of information but there are many many sightings there and uh We've known that Amy's Crypt has been in there and they had noises and things going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Our gorgeous Alison and Cag uh, have been there as well. Uh, They said it was a fairly quiet night, but I've got a little bit of information on what they documented. Mm -hmm. Um, Many, many people go in there. have another story, which I'll leave to the end. Um, But Richard himself has had lots of stories. And this one he reported was um, one Friday afternoon in November. Uh, He was standing in the kitchen of the jail talking on the phone when he saw a person walk past him and down the corridor. Uh, It was the grey haze of uh, a a person. It wasn't like a a solid recognisable person, but it was the shape. Mm -hmm. And it glided down the corridor and vanished at the bottom. Uh, it unnerved him so much that he was unwilling to hang up the phone uh, and was a bit worried about having to leave the jail alone. So what he did is he returned the following year on the same day, the anniversary of that sighting, and waited to see if it replayed itself. Ah, Isn't that clever? That's clever. I think that's amazing because they always say, you know, the ghost will appear on the 30th of June at 9pm. Yes. But nobody has any footage of it or anything. You'd think they'd have the camera set up. Um, But apparently this uh, area, if I remember correctly from one other thing I read, read, was the corridor where they walked from the jail out to where they were executed. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine the residual emotional Mm. energy that was there. Uh, what else have I got in here? I've just sort of grabbed little bits and pieces. Some people find themselves unable to go into some of the cells. They say that they feel really awful. It's an unpleasant feeling. Some people have to run out of the room because they feel like they're suffocated or they feel like somebody's holding them down or pushing them. Uh, they sense darkness. They sense sickness. Um, and, of course, there's the, the good old one that some people feel so ill that they actually they chuck. Mm. And that's happened to me once or twice. Oh, really? Yeah, not not me personally. People have been on the tour, thankfully. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so Q Station was one. Oh, okay. And Maitland Jail was another, but I think that one of the volleys took them out and dealt with them. Ah, oh, yes, yes. Which oh. I'm very mm-hmm. grateful for because I'm one of these people, if I see someone chuck, I'll join them. 
Um, they also, you know, the good old stories about restoration. We all know what happens when you start to restore things. Mm-hmm. They don't like it. No, they you're don't moving, like you're it. My stuff. Don't touch my stuff. There was one of the builders that was working in the cell, and twice during the Saturday afternoon, the cell door closed by itself while he was in there. Uh, the same builder also had to leave the room several times on the count of feeling nauseous, um, which I think this is hilarious. Something he hilarious, hilarious. He said he thought it might have been the coffee that he'd had earlier in the day because the British don't drink coffee; they drink tea. <laughs> no, us Aussies know how to make a good coffee. Uh, all right, I'll find another one. I also have to say that some of these stories today are coming from 100 True Ghost Stories by Alan Toner. And also the soundscape came from the magazine Haunted, which I have a subscription to and I absolutely love it. Uh, It was issue 33. It was The Haunting of Derby Jail by Lorian Jones. So thank you for that. But there was also a story of two ladies who had to leave the jail in tears and they were clutching at their throats and mm-hmm. claiming that they couldn't breathe. They felt like something was around their neck. Now, I, I can't help but wonder in those certain situations whether it's you know what this building was and is it hysteria or the need to feel something or or were they truly feeling something residual that happened there? I don't know. I don't know these ladies, so I don't want to say anything bad about them, but... Mm-hmm. You do wonder. Mm -hmm. So after they left, as they were leaving the jail, they passed a figure that was standing near the door, which they thought was an actor who was just reenacting stuff. He was bald and he was wearing a sleeveless leather outfit, um, which the ladies described as like being padded, like something to keep your body warm. The same figure has also been seen in the day room who um, freaked out one of the the ladies that was there who described it as evil and a murderer. So this entity has also been seen by another contractor. His name was Chris, um, who was working on restoring the jail. He saw the figure while locking up alone one night and described the bald figure as wearing fancy dress and this padded uh, mm. body warmer and the figure walked away passing through a cigarette machine and disappearing through the wall mm. they've got a cigarette machine down there mm. that, that's what astounded me out of all of that <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think those things existed anymore uh, so that sounds to me like the one that I mentioned in the soundscape that it might be the former jailer the that jailer, was there yes. who thinks he's still in charge mm-hmm, of the place. And mm-hmm. as they said, he makes himself known to anyone who disrespects the space. So mm-hmm. guess what we're going to have to do? Oh, no. <laughs> well, look, we're hiring this place for a night. We're not going to sit there and nothing happening. We're going to have to try and find something to trigger some sort of activity. So that would be you. <laughs> You can go, hey, I'll, you. I'll get bored after an hour and I go, come on. You wearing a mattress? You think you're fashionable? <laughs> You've got no fashion sense at all. That's about all we can come up with. Oh. Um, now, this was something that was interesting to me. They're talking about a lady in a large Ascot-type uh, hat. Hmm. And she... Uh, has been seen at the jail. Apparently, there was a time when it was a drinking venue and it was known as the secret place. 
and the figure walked down the corridor through a door and presumably up the steps beyond. Three men witnessed it and followed her. They opened the door and ascended to the steps outside on the top. I need to find a heavy carpet of snow and no footsteps, no footprints anywhere. Oh. Interesting. Mm. There is another lady. Oh, these ladies, they're brave, aren't they? Yeah, you said you wanted to spend the night in the condemned man's cell. So she spent the night alone in the condemned man's cell. I don't think she lasted. Nothing much happened until the wee early hours of the morning when she began to hear noises and footsteps. Something tugged her sleeping bag off her and as she tried to grab it, she dropped her pillow. <gasps> oh, would you reach down and pick it up? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're going to have to put a rating on this now. <laughs> get a get a beat, Bonnie. Please. Beat that, please. So we don't have to put a rating on it. When she turned her back, when sorry, when she turned back to pick up the pillow, the pillow had vanished. She had to turn on the flashlight to try and find the pillow. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do not turn on the flashlight. No, no, no. no. We, we know how to solve this problem. But the pillow was 10 feet away from her at the cell door. Bugger that. You know what she needed to do? <laughs> the sheet of protection. Sheet of protection. We even discovered that works on the Pope's exorcist. I know. And you leant over to me partway through the movie and said, Sheet of protection. I nearly lost my poop. I started to laugh and I couldn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll have to see that bit if you see the movie. Yeah. You'll know what we're talking about. So I'm going to have to take a pillow with me so that we can uh, see if the pillow. And all they wanted was a bit of comfort. They weren't asking that much, were they? No, no. Oh. Um, so there is another story here about um, on one of the Derby Ghost Walks. Uh, everyone was sitting around in the day room, as they call it, and uh, there was one of the diners, no- diners noticed there was a figure suspended from the wood above the doorway swinging gently behind the guide. Now, they thought that this was just you know a bit of a show, and um, nobody was really taking notice of it. It was just an actor. It was one of the scares that they put on to make the tour a little bit more spicy. But then they realised that nobody else could see the figure, mm-hmm. only them. Mm. So they must have had a little bit of ability that they were able to see that yes. and the others couldn't. There have been stories of poltergeist activity in the jail. They've been flinging cups and saucers around in the air. Pillows. Pillows. Um, there's even the story of Richard who had a pair of original 18th century spectacles which just disappeared. And then three months later they turned up by the main door in a very obvious place. Oh. Mm-hmm. The, somewhere that you could not have walked past and not noticed them. Um, don't understand how that even happened. I found another little interesting tidbit of information before I go on with more ghost stories. But um, you know how with the executions, they always draw a big crowd. Mm-hmm. They used to have people that would come in and they would write up the story of the execution and the story of the person who uh, had committed the crime and make it all sound very exciting. Uh, and I think I've got an example of one of those here. Uh, here it is. 
The sky is laced with wispy pink clouds and the air is filled with the pungent mix of animal dung, human excrement and something revolting on the boil. You hear the approaching rumble of a wooden cart and hooves on the hard, dry ground. It comes to a stop next to you and a bound man is roughly manhandled down. This is the 26-year-old wanted highwayman, William Buxton. Two separate highway robberies have landed him in a cell here in the jail until his time of execution. He struggles against the men and is dragged in through the rear of the building, resisting all the while. His worn leather boots kicking up a cloud of dust in its wake. The wooden door slams shut behind the men and all is quiet again. This is the last time... Buxton will see the sky until his day of execution in just a few days' time. So, you know what these things were called? Penny Dreadfuls. Penny Dreadfuls. Mm. We, I loved that TV series. I particularly loved the first se- season. But the um, they were printed articles uh, sort of spelling out the horrific details of the crime and the criminal... Oh, so, yeah, they're, they're sick mother chuckers, aren't they? All right, I need to find the next story. Now, it turns out that the prisoners, right back in the, the start of the day when it was a jail, may have been afraid of ghosts themselves because they drew some marks on the doors that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And these were referred to as witch marks. And it looks like a big W. Yes. But in actual fact, it's two Vs that -hmm. are close together. Do you know what they stand for? They stand for the Virgin Mary. They do. And that was put there as a symbol to ward off the evil spirits that may be there in the jail and offer them protection. Uh, So that was interesting to find them there. I would love to run my fingers over that if it's possible without causing too much damage. I'll make sure my fingers are washed and cleaned. I won't pick my nose beforehand. Um, But as you said, there was also the the carving of the hangman where Mm. the brothers, they think it was, had carved that into the wall, which is really sad. But there was an interesting quote here. Uh, Everybody leaves this place with a paranormal experience. Footsteps are heard throughout the entire jail and in the upstairs area, which is where number 44 used to be. Number 44 is where the surgeon used mm-hmm. to live mm-hmm. that carved up the bodies. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's what just next. <laughs> Doors open and close on their own accord. People are being touched and the smell of flowers is very strong in the debtor's room. Shadowy figures have been seen both inside the jail and outside, and it is believed that the hangman haunts Derby Jail. Now, there was something else that was important to know as well. Because these people who were hanged were not thought to be worthy of redemption, and sometimes their bodies were carved up and they were hanged, drawn and quartered, Mm -hmm. they weren't allowed to be buried in the normal cemetery. So guess where they were buried? all around the gallows. So apparently in that area there, Mm -hmm. there are supposed to be bodies Mm -hmm. as well. Maybe this is something we need to ask Richard about. Mm -hmm. Is that true or is that a furphy? Because we've got that furphy at Maitland Jail as well where people have said that they've buried people 
yep. in the grassed area, which is not correct. But I have a report here from Haunted Horizons who did their own tour. And this sounds very similar to what happened to Amy and Jared and Amy's Crypt as well. The night started almost immediately with strange happenings. Um, firstly, the phone had issues and the voice recorder switched itself on to playback when nobody was near it. Uh, and I remember Amy um, had issues with the camera that they were filming the interview with Richard mm-hmm. and it would just keep switching off and she was mortified and kept apologising and he's going, don't worry, happens here all the time. So yeah, that's that's. I actually got goosebumps saying that. Uh, they possibly they said they possibly had some interesting responses with the uh, Estes method, and that it was alluding to a young girl who may have died there when um, there was a jail and a chambermaid who may have hanged herself in the area, being uh, disgraced due to becoming pregnant. But apart from that, it was very quiet when it came to like the physical paranormal mm-hmm. activity. Yep. And that leaves me now with my final story of a 55-year-old Royal Mail postman. Oh, there was one thing before we go on, the most haunted. I actually remembered this episode where they put a piece of paper down, they put a crucifix on it, they traced the outline of the crucifix, I think, on the piece of paper, locked it off with a camera on it, and I remember the paper fluttering and the doors were all shut, Ah. and I think the cross had moved. Um, I remember that from, like, ages and ages ago. But anyway, back to our 55-year-old postman from the... The Royal Mail. He'd been doing paranormal investigations for 30 years and was amazed by what he saw at Derby Jail, which he considered to be one of the most haunted places he's ever been to. It was just incredible when it all took place. I got there about 11am and this happened about 1pm. I was just changing the battery on my Sony Cybershot and was just making sure it was all working when this entity appeared. I was flabbergasted. It was some kind of energy ball. And you could feel the static coming from it. It was like a ball of energy that came into the room. You could feel your hairs on the back of your arms and hands stand on end. One of the ladies who was there later told me it made her go woozy as well. So the footage lasts for about a minute and 38 seconds. It shows Richard Felix talking to Laura Martin and Lynn Hughes of West Midlands Paranormal Investigations about an exhibit at the jail when suddenly a ball of light appears to move across the screen. Mm-hmm. Mark's excitement begins to build and he's say, heard saying, Smile, you're on camera with a ghosty. The ball of light then makes its way over one of the ladies before circling past round both of them and towards Richard Felix. The ball is spotted circling around three times before heading upwards and out of view. Bloody orbs. <laughs> oh, seriously. And look, I had a look at some of the photos. Mm-hmm. They had still shots. I tried to look for the footage, but it was behind walls where you had to pay for it. And it's... It's a dust it's orb. Dust, yeah. um, I did look up the, the... I didn't mention his name, but I looked up the, the his page where he's got lots of stuff um, and videos of in their house where little light orbs are zipping around the place and his house is infested with ghosts. <sighs> anyway, that's a story for another day. That is. Now, that brings me to the end of, I think, all of my bits of... Pe- I've got, like, 20 bits of paper all with little tiny things on it. Um... 
What what do you reckon, Renata? I am really looking forward to this. I am too. Just to be able to go and sit in these locations by ourselves. Uh, Richard actually said that Derby Jail was the only place he's ever seen a ghost. Oh. Mm. Yes. Maitland Jail is the only place I've actually seen a physical ghost. So this is going to be really interesting, and one of the interesting things is actually being able to um, speak to him. But uh, I am waiting for this. I think this is going to be awesome. Yeah. We just have to hope that it is active on the night that we are there. Oh, well, look, whether it's not... I'm still excited. Yeah, it's it's the experience of being there, um, which is going to be thrilling. Yes, and we'll be doing a live to our Grand Poo Bars on our Patreon page. And uh, then there'll be a video that goes up uh, probably a couple of months after of our investigation on our YouTube channel. But that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the True Hauntings podcast. Again, hope you've enjoyed it. Share it around. If you've got the opportunity, if you could leave us a review and let other people know that you've enjoyed the podcast, it might encourage them to come and have a listen as well. We thank you for being here. We'll see you on the dark side and be frightfully good, won't ya? Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, or visit their website, www.annandrenata.com.